0: Hello. Tonight I'm thinking about assembly, disassembly, reassembly, and remix. I don't know if you're still considering this part of the dog days of podcasting. The 31st day of the month, and DragonCon hasn't come up yet, but I'm going to be releasing these both as regular episodes and as dog days episodes. Not that it makes a huge difference to me, or perhaps to you but the style will probably revert back to what I had been doing for the previous three years in between the dog days, basically. Tonight, I went through a little bit of a YouTube hole, um, which was not so bad. I do this frequently and it often involves music in particular lately. I really felt like I wanted to hear some beardy men uh, and I wanted to hear some mute M E U T E. If you're going to look for those, look that band up and, I started thinking about those and I started thinking also about kind of software development because that's on my mind. I I want to get back, my head back in that world. And I've got some software that I need to develop uh, in my spare time because I have so much of that. But I started to 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 sort of, there's there's something on the edge of my consciousness. I'm trying to work it out. I haven't quite yet. But those words I, I spoke at the beginning were one way to sort of approach this. So I was looking at Beardy Man, and Beardy Man has this, uh, he's a vocal looper, uh, re- that's just a terribly uh, succinct and and uh, not necessarily complete description of what he does, but anyway, he has developed a system for his own use, in partnership with several other people, to enable him to do the fantastic work that he does, the very complex, looping, um, I read an interview actually with him talking about the Beardy Tron... 5000 Mark II, which is the, at that point, it was the the, the version of the device he was using. Um, that was 2013. I haven't seen a more recent article. I didn't look too, too long. But essentially, what he was looking to do was create a device which would allow him to create in the moment exactly what was going on in his head. It was a, a way that he could play it like an instrument in many ways, like an improv, improv instrument performer. But on a level which he was thinking of, which included everything from looping to manipulation to live manipulation of sound to transformation of sound to the injection of additional layers of sound, all of this over and over again. Uh, and an ever-evolving sound and transformation of what what he was doing. And so that's where assembly and remix kind of come together, where he's looking to take these raw sounds on an instant, rather than um, having them all laid out over time, it's kind of on each instant he's adding these new sounds and yet also remixing them, mixing them back into everything else that's going on. And then I happen to stumble upon mute again. I've, I ran into mute Probably about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I've already purchased one album of theirs. I'm going to purchase at least one more. There's a live in Paris album, which if you watch their videos, I don't know how they're doing it because the sound is tremendous in their videos. Like it's really, really, really good sound for uh performance. And I don't know what they're doing. Uh, I don't know what's miked and what's not, how they're getting it all together. Somebody maybe has a, a massive multi-track that they're assembling together. I don't know. Whatever it is, they're doing it well. And Mute is a very fascinating idea. It is essentially a brass band, a brass marching band to be particular. Um, so you have, uh, you know, the woodwinds, you have the xylophone. I think there's one, sometimes two. You have drummers, you have the drummer kits. And you combine it all together. And what they do is they deconstruct electronic music or the style of electronic music and then reconstruct it as music performed with these instruments uh, and it comes out sounding in many ways, like what the original stuff was sometimes, oftentimes better. And then of course the, the neat thing is they're playing it live. Uh, I remember years ago, years ago, I, I got to, to meet the band Keys and Crates and see their performance. I didn't meet them directly. Well, I kind of them, met them in the studio. Someone else did the interview. But I got to see the performance that they were putting on, later on the other day. Keys and Crates is an interesting example. I believe it's a Canadian band. I believe they're from Toronto. Um, where they had a live drummer. They It was basically three people. They had a live drummer. They had a live mixer. And they had, what was the third thing? I think it was Keyboardist. And so the drummer was doing the typical beats you would hear from an electronic act. Um, really, uh, one drum kit. So not able to do some of the more complicated stuff, but a lot of the drum beats, especially the, the mix beats that weren't necessarily electronic, but the, the beats that were used in early, um, hip hop and, and, and rap and all stuff like that. Um, those had all been remixed meat beats from actual performers. So it's kind of coming full circle as he's, he's able to, to reconstruct these beats. And then the keyboard, in that case, was uh, doing uh, essentially live, uh, not just piano, live electronic uh, music. And then, of course, the remixer was able to take both the live stuff and also uh, sound clips and other things to do that, that element of production. In Mute's case, it's all done as a live performance. And the neat thing is, unlike someone who's building beats, on a spreadsheet, essentially the, uh, the DAWs of the day, like Ableton, they're, they're replaying them all live. And the, the cool thing is instead of it being one person, it's six or eight or 12 or how many there are. And thus you can actually do the really complex things because you've broken down the pieces. Um, there was a, one of the videos I watched tonight was of the three drummers, the big bass drummer and two, uh, drummers with the full kits, uh, well, full portable kits. They're still marching bands. And what was really interesting is the the bass drummer his primary role was to just drum on the bass and it was relatively simple as far as what he was doing but when combined with the other two other two it was incredibly impactful uh and at one point he actually is alternating with a shaker and then he does the the uh double um double drumstick drumming uh the big hammers on this on this big bass drum to to double double up the bass and it was remarkable it was a really really incredible performance there was a lot of quiet points from the audience throughout because it's kind of electronic music without the electronics they are they're interesting to watch but they're not necessarily dancing or moving around it's it's kind of static as far as that concerned but they you know certainly as they cranked up the music there was definitely an appreciation of what they were doing as well as as all of that so i looked at that and i said okay that is disassembly and reassembly they're taking apart these, these complicated digital songs and reimagining them as complicated physical songs, essentially. Uh, and again, there's something that's tugging at the edge of my consciousness and awareness here. So what was funny is I was, I was, Hunting around, because I was trying to put all these thoughts together, and this is something I'm going to try to do more in the future, is create an actual page in my my bullet journal where I've actually worked out these thoughts ahead of time, as opposed to usually what I do, which is I just come with a few loosely assembled thoughts somewhere in my brain, turn on the microphone and go. But I was hunting around for a piece of sticky paper, which I didn't have. I had a I have a leftover of a leftover note <laughs> that I was working on, and it was the disassembly part where I really wanted to take apart my ideas and, and splay them out, but I didn't want to reassemble them until it came to this, uh, this essentially live performance. I didn't want to remix them either, I wanted to let the remixes appear out of the reassemblies and appear out of this thing. So um, it came up in a in a different context this evening in a, in a game, but there was the notion of kind of having the, 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 the conspiracy board, where you have all of these different little information bits, and you have strings tied between them all to try to understand how they're all connected and try to form new reconnections and try to infer where connections should be that you don't have the particular evidence for. That's kind 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 of the same sort of thing. So I'm I'm now in this disassemble, but live reassemble live remix, which is kind of in a way, in a weird way, this is why I started thinking in, in synchronicity with what Beardy man was doing with his live performance, where he had tools that he had built to facilitate this sort of thing. Um, And, that was also where I started thinking about software development because software development often involves all of these things. Disassembly, because not only are you disassembling the problem potentially to to break it down to the components you can actually work with, oftentimes in software development, it's not development from scratch. Very, few, very little software is developed entirely from scratch. Instead, it is taken, you, you take either develop libraries, that sort of background stuff, that's one thing that you do. I know that what I often do is I will take bits and pieces of stuff that I've already wrote and they become the inspiration for stuff I write later. I built an entire system, for example, to track articles for The Weird Show, in part because I knew it was a lot of interesting data that I could potentially do something with. It turns out I didn't really do a lot with it, but it also allowed me to kind of see where I had uh, talked about different articles before or I could I could find articles to reference. reference, that sort of thing. That database system that I built for myself became the basis internally for what I needed to build for something for the radio station. I built a a database of our library, uh, and I had worked out all the interface code, essentially. And then I had a pattern that I could use, and and obviously the data itself was different, but the pattern was very replicable. But we also do a lot of assembly, which is we're taking together bits and pieces that we've, we've worked on in separate parts and just bolting them together with enough glue that they all hold together. And then of course there's remix, which is kind of the same thing as disassembly, reassembly that I just talked about, where I'm taking different ideas. I may even take a pattern and take a, a whole block of code, which isn't going to do one thing and then use it for something else entirely. Um, I think this often comes up more in, uh it's sort of the cross-pollination between uh fields which create uh non-art and art so you might use spreadsheet techniques for example to you to use for a disassembly or reassembly or a uh reimagining of an art program for example that sort of thing so it all kind of goes together in my head a little bit and part of it was that i i felt like where would i want to build other tools and tools didn't have to be necessarily physical software or hardware but they could actually physical manifestations like styles of of recording things in a bullet journal i've been very a big fan of mind map style techniques for working out large concepts and allowing me to kind of spread them over a double spread in my in my book uh, and then kind of rearrange them a bit. And then, but sometimes, not often, but sometimes doing a new version where I take all the things I've learned about positioning things in the previous version and reassemble them. I've seen some digital versions of that, but they always seem to be somewhat limited I haven't figured out exactly what the, the crossover potential is. Usually in the digital versions, everything is very static. Um, you have a certain number of nodes around something you can connect them and they all connect in certain ways, as opposed to the very dynamic way that they're done on paper, especially because you don't have the final position on the paper. But I always, I, I always wish I was able to move things around once I've established them on the paper, or find another way to view the same sort of thing. But this is, this is the sort of thoughts that are throw, flowing around in my my brain. I didn't really have a particular conclusion, aside from the fact that I, I want to try to build some tools. Um, I, I want to build some software tools. Like I said, I'm getting back into software development, and uh, for for the radio station for, for the purposes that we need, uh, and for myself because I want to be able to do it. I want to refresh my skills a little bit. Uh, And so there's a thought of how you build the tools you need for the job you need to get done and what that job actually is and where you can take inspiration for it. Um, Looking at the way that Beardy Man has built his Beardytron. Um, I'm not necessarily going to directly draw inspiration from that, but some of the pressures that they they underwent to fit everything on the screen, to fit it all into the immediate area, to see what they could pre-build and what they could do it live, how they would use the system live, that's something of an inspiration. Seeing how Mute took traditional techniques and rewrote them into uh, essentially... Uh, uh, non software, if you will, it took the digital and turned it into analog reminds me that i should i can also consider that there are analog elements of this as well, whether I do it in, in terms of how I design with a a my bullet journal in mind, how I capture the notions that i 'm trying to express, or how the um, flow of data can work throughout the system, whatever it is. I think there's some inspiration there. Plus, it was some pretty cool music. So that's hard to, that's hard to ignore. This has been wandering out loud, returning, as I said, to my normal format. I mark the encaffeinated one and I'll talk to you again tomorrow.